Pastor Chris's podcast. All right, Easter Sunday is here, and we are so thankful that we can celebrate the risen Lord. Remember that He lives. Because He lives, we can face tomorrow, we can face anything that comes our way. So I want to begin just by reading that story um, about Mary going to find Jesus, or going to find that the tomb was empty. It comes from John chapter 20 and verses 1 through 16. Early on Sunday morning, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb and found that the stone had been rolled away from the entrance. She ran and found Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one Jesus loved, and said, They have taken the Lord's body out of the tomb, and we don't know where they have put him. Peter and the other disciple started out for the tomb. They were both running, but the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. He stooped and looked in and saw that the linen wrappings were lying there, but he didn't go in. Then Peter arrived and went inside, and he also noticed the linen wrappings lying there, while the cloth that had covered Jesus' head was folded up and lying apart from the other wrappings. Then the disciple who had reached the tomb first also went in, and he saw and believed. For until then, they still hadn't understood the scriptures that said that Jesus must rise from the dead. Then they went home. Mary was standing outside the tomb crying. And as she wept, she stooped and looked in. She saw two white-robed angels, one sitting at the head, the other at the foot, place where the body of Jesus had been lying. Dear woman, why are you crying? The angels asked her. Because they have taken away my Lord, she replied, and I don't know where they have put him. She started to leave and saw someone standing there. It was Jesus, but she didn't recognize him. Dear woman, why are you crying? Jesus asked her. Who are you looking for? She thought he was the gardener. Sir, she said, if you have taken him away, tell me where you have put him, and I will go and get him. Mary, Jesus said, and she turned to him and cried out, Rabboni, which is Hebrew for teacher. So just as we see the sun rising up over Pleasant Grove United Methodist Church, the light of a new day is dawning, Mary also saw light. She saw the light the moment the resurrected Jesus spoke to her. As it is often um, for us, it was for Mary, consumed by her grief and overwhelmed by the tragedy of what had happened over the last few days, she comes to the tomb. Not only has her Savior died and been buried, but now the the indignity of having his, his body Stolen, she presumes, and is gone forever. And she doesn't know what to do. And she's just overcome by her grief. So much so that she doesn't even recognize what the supernatural power that is going on all around her. In her, in the darkness of her grief and sadness, and she, she doesn't see that there's two angels in the tomb. That would be the first clue that something very special is happening. Second, she turns around and sees the risen Christ himself. 
and doesn't recognize them. Isn't it true for us that sometimes our depression, our grief, our over just our emotions being overwhelmed, the darkness of our situations can cloud our vision so that we can't see what's really happening. Until he spoke her name. She thought he was a gardener. She presumed that he was the gardener, assumed that he was the gardener. But then he spoke her name, Mary. And then the light dawned on her intellect. She understood. The light overcame the darkness that was clouding her mind. Do you remember the words that Jesus spoke to Mary's sister, Martha, when Jesus raised their brother Lazarus from the tomb? Back in John chapter 11, verse 25, Mary and Martha again were overcome. They had lost their brother. He had been sick and Jesus had not come in time to heal him. And they not only were struggling with their grief that Lazarus, their brother, had died, but also with the disappointment that if only their friend and teacher, their rabbi, Jesus had come in time, surely he could have healed Lazarus. But now he was dead and he was in the tomb. And then Jesus arrived, but it, it seemed it was too late. And they both said, if only you had been here. And Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. Anyone who believes in me will live even after dying. In saying this, another one of Jesus' I am statements where he uses the words that God told to Moses. Moses said, who should I tell Pharaoh is sending me? He said, tell them I am. This will be my name that you will use for all times. This is who I am. In other words, God is the great I am. He is who he is. It doesn't matter whether there's darkness or there's light, whether it's death or, or, or life, sadness or joy. He is the great I am. He is who he is. And Jesus says, I am. The resurrection. We have hope of a resurrection. Easter is the greatest celebration of that fact that Though the world through all the darkness and evil that they had at God by crucifying his son horribly and throwing his body in a tomb and rolling a stone in front of it, this could not stop the power and the love and the plans of God. Because Jesus is the resurrection. And just as he rose up from the grave, we have the hope of eternal life, just as Christ raised Lazarus out of the tomb. We too have the hope that we will rise to new life, even after death comes, whether it comes from the coronavirus or whether it comes from cancer or whether it comes from just growing old after a very long life. We have the hope of resurrection because Christ rose from the grave. He was the first one and we will follow in his footsteps because Jesus said I am the resurrection and he said I am the resurrection and the life this is a resurrection that we aren't just waiting to die when Jesus says I am the resurrection some people have come to think of this as well 
this life is just waiting until we can re begin real life in the next life. That's not what he said. He says, I am the resurrection and the life. And if we follow Christ, we are not just living in heaven one day, not that we're waiting for real life to begin. No, he is the resurrection and the life right now. And then when we begin to follow him to the extent that we begin to follow him, we begin to experience the life that he wants us to have right now. And oh, what a wonderful life it is. When you're following after Christ, when you are freed from the fear of the grave, when you are freed from pursuing things that don't mean anything and lead to a life of meaninglessness, and you trade that in for a life of fulfillment and a life where you actually begin to fulfill the purpose of what Christ created you for, what better life can there be than fulfilling the exact purpose for which you were designed by your creator. I am the resurrection and the life and anyone who believes. He is, we must believe in him. We must trust in him. And it's hard sometimes. Before the, it's easier once the sun is out and it's beautiful and it's shining across the steeple or it's shining across your life and showing you where to put your feet as you walk. But when it's dark, it's hard. It requires faith to walk in the darkness, trusting that the light of the world is with you, even when you can't see it. Well, we have to have faith. We must trust in him in the good times and in the difficult times, because he said, I am the resurrection and the life. Anyone who believes in me, will live even after they die. But there's a second sense in which this works. It's that, as Jesus said, if anyone wants to follow him, then every day they must take up their cross and follow him. They must die to their selfish desires, set aside their own personal wants, and instead choose to follow after Christ. To follow his way. So we have to die to self. But when we die to self, we are born again. And we begin to truly live. What we thought as we were chasing our own dreams and our own selfish ambitions, we thought that that was living. But we find that it is not living. It was leading us in a false direction. So we have to follow Christ and follow his plan. And then we discover that his way is the fulfilling way. It is the glorious way. It is a way of true life. Anyone who dies will find true life. And there's no more fulfilling life than following God's plan for you. So as we conclude today, I pray that you will follow Jesus Christ because he is the resurrection and the life. And there is no way to the Father but Him. So let's cling to this hope that we have in the resurrection of Jesus Christ that we celebrate on Easter Sunday. God bless you all.